This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. We're starting a new series today, and this series is entitled, uh, kind of playing off a Happy New Year. I just wanted to take a few weeks and teach along these lines, Happy New You, Happy New You. And all of us are in the room are familiar with resolutions and, and starting new things. I've got real good news for you. This message is not about dieting. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. You on your own when it comes to dieting. Denora, she hit me and my kids up with this idea that we're going to start eating different. It lasted about two minutes. And uh, we right back in them comfort ways. Somebody say Amen. Them comfort ways, you know what I'm talking about. Comfort food, anything I put in my mouth is comfort food. So uh, this is not going to be about resolutions, but it is going to be about starting something new in your spirit life, in your spirit man. And today I want to preach to you on this subtopic. Step up, step up and claim your reward. Step up and claim your Reward Hebrews 11.6. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation here in the beginning stages. But then there's a select word that I want to share with you from King James here just a moment. And it is impossible to please God. Now, I'm going to see if you respond a little bit better than that sleepy 9 o'clock service. Aren't you thankful that the Bible did not place a period right there? And it is impossible to please God, period. Aren't you glad there is no such period there? Uh, I know some folks grew up being told there was an exclamation point there. It's impossible to please God, exclamation point. Bible doesn't read this way. Bible doesn't tell us it's impossible to please God. Uh, I can tell you right now, the Bible clearly states that there is a way to please God. And it's not by pleasing people. It's not by pleasing a preacher. It's not by pleasing uh, and satisfying a set of rules and regulations. The Bible teaches, not, not Tommy, but the Bible teaches that it is impossible to please God without faith. That tells me that how I please God is by a life of faith. Somebody say faith. Anyone. Who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Sincerely seek him. The greatest key to live in a field, a God field, a bless, blessing field, a favor field life is by keeping God first in your life. Now, I know a lot of first Sundays of the year, everybody wants to preach about, about what's first, right? And I'm going to do that for a few seconds here just to kind of scratch that itch and, 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 and help us in our appetite for that because it is the first Sunday of 2018. And without question, this is applicable here, that the blessings of God come on the life that chooses to keep God First, But the text that I just read says that God rewards those that sincerely seek him. 
King James doesn't use the word sincerely. It uses the word diligently. The reason I chose to, to express the word sincerely from NLT is you and I, we talk this way. Uh, I sincerely apologize. I sincerely appreciate you. I sincerely mean what I'm telling you. We use this word sincerely when we want to express our seriousness, when we want to express our honesty, when we want to express our heart's felt desire. We don't say I diligently. No, we use the word in our everyday world. Uh, we talk about sincerity often. And the Bible is clear here that those that will sincerely seek him, you will receive a reward from him. Now, we're going to work a lot today from this word seek. We're going to work a lot from the principle that, help me finish this, okay? Ask and it shall be given. Knock, it shall be opened. Seek and ye shall find. Now, I'm not going to spend near the time in this service as I did in the first service on this, this point because I don't believe that majority of you are hung up in the same rut that I grew up in. And a lot of the folks that happened to come to our 9 o'clock service, they, they grew up a little bit more like me. But this service represents such a, a diverse gathering that I don't think I have to drive this nail as deeply and strongly. But some of you grew up frustrated because you've been trying to find God. You've been trying to find God. And you would ask somebody, how do I find him? And one person would say, oh, you find him in baptism. Another person would say, oh, you find him when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Someone else would say, oh, well, you, you find God when, when you repent. Or you find God when you make three, uh, three straight Sundays church attendance. <laughs> you only find him when you tithe for, for three straight months. Then you really found God. There's been a lot of people hurt through the years trying to find God. And once they accomplished and put a check mark across the, the statement of whomever gave it to them. And, and they felt as though all they did was make three straight services or tie three straight months or, or, or did this and that. And they still have this void. I want to set someone free on this first Sunday of the year. The Bible doesn't say he rewards those that find him. The Bible says he rewards those that seek him. Here's the difference. We're not on the mission to try to find God. God's already found you. He knows right where you are. You're not lost. He hasn't misplaced you. He's wanting to know that you have a heart to seek him. In other words, have you had an awareness in your mind and in your heart that you need a Savior? Have you come to a point, has the goodness of God led you to a place of a repentant state that you've said, you know what, I need something to turn, I need a breakthrough, I need something to change, I'm, I'm, I'm lost inwardly and I need something in me. And the Bible says what you need is to seek him because he is close as the mention of his name he's not lost you he's not forgotten about you he's not misplaced you 
Bible tells me that his arm's not short. He's just looking for somebody that says, I'm going to wake up on a Monday morning and I'm going to seek him. And it tells me that those that will seek him, he's going to reward you. Psalms, Psalms chapter 34 verse 10 blesses me so good. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. If you'll just have a heart that wants to seek after God, if you'll have a tenderness, a sobriety in your mind that says, I'm going to go after God. I'm going to reach for God. God says you're not going to lack any good thing Matter of fact, it sounds like Matthew 6, Matthew 6 and verse 33 tells us if you'll seek, everybody say first, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be, shall be added unto you. Psalmist said, if you seek him, you're not going to lack any good thing. Matthew tells us if you seek him first and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. I guess what we're coming across early in this message is, is that we must not fall into the same trap as some have and seek the blessings of God. We need to seek God. If you'll keep the priorities right, if you'll seek God, you'll have all of these good things that God has for you. But what do we do? All of us have fallen into the accidental trap of, of seeking better this. We'll seek better that. We'll seek newer and, and more improved. And we'll seek more of. And God is saying, uh, you need to seek the one that blesses, not just the blessings. Now, my mom, my mom and daddy are in this service. And boy, they just spoil rotten my kids. They spoil them so good. But I can guarantee you one thing. If my two daughters did not give my mother and father their attention and their love and their affection, their interest, if they did not give them anything, I know my daddy, he would not open that pocket for anything. <laughs> he'd put a, he don't even have zippers on it, but he'd take them down to the alteration shop, get some zippers on his pocket. You wouldn't get in them pockets if you weren't willing to give him some attention and some love and some affection. But any good grandpa, any good father, you just take one little bat of an eye from a little brown-eyed girl named Esme. You just say, what, 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 what do you need? What do you want? What, 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 can I, what can I do? And here's what heaven is telling us through Scripture. Heaven's saying, don't be waking up in the morning looking for the blessings of God in 2018. You wake up and you seek God. You're not gonna get, you're not gonna outrun the blessings that are gonna come on your life. But you can't wake up with, a, with an appetite for all of his blessings. You gotta wake up for it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. If you'll put him first, everyone say put him first. If you'll put him first, the Bible says you won't lack anything. All these things shall be added unto you. But it comes to those that will seek him. Seek him. Yes. Seek him. Yes. Don't get hung up on trying to find him. He's not playing hide and seek. He's not off in some closet telling everybody, shh, I hear him coming. Shh, 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 shh. 
He doesn't, he doesn't have the mindset that he doesn't want to be found. He has the mindset he just wants to be sought. If he can just have somebody to seek after him. The Bible says he's going to reward you. I, I, I find this fascinating, this word reward. A reward is, a, is, is something that's already set aside, designated to be given or to be released to anyone that meets the conditions of the reward. There are fugitives on the run today that have a dollar amount attached to their captivity. But you're not going to get any of that money unless you have the fugitive. But if you'll meet the conditions, there's going to be a sum of money that's already, it's already put away. A reward is not that they've got to go find it. They've already got it, and it's already got a label on it, and it's attached to those that will meet the conditions of the reward. Are you, are you tracking with me on that? I was interested. I got on the internet. I couldn't find anything. I, I wanted to know how much, because it's fascinating. The more I started thinking about this idea of reward, there's no telling how much money has been set aside as reward money in North America from, from, from different, you know, aspects of, of, of thinking about a reward. There's no telling how much. Can I tell you, there's no telling what God has set aside already for you. But you must meet the conditions and the conditions are not jump through this hoop. The conditions are not check this rule. The conditions are not cross this barrier, come up this step. The conditions are simple. He says, seek and I shall reward those that seek. Have a heart for me. Have some time for me. Have some attention for me. Old, old time it would say, Lean on me a little bit. Lean on me. Trust in me. Just lean on me and let me know that you're depending on me. I will reward the man, the woman, the student. I will reward the family. For that matter, I will reward the church, the local church that seeks after me. I will reward you. I will be good to you. You won't lack anything. I'll add things to your life. So for those that, that, that get hung up here and you're wondering, how do I find him? How do I find him? Instead of me just, just recycling dangerous sermons from yesterday that, 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 that have said, well, you can only find him if you do this and that. I choose to take us a little higher if it's okay this morning. I want us to go a little higher in some maturity level. And let's not get hung up on trying to put our finger, because you can't put God in a box. But you do have the scripture that tells us if we seek him. So how do we seek him? Let me give you just a few things to consider. How do I seek God? Teach me, pastor, how do I seek him? Well, the first thing without question is you seek God you seek him by giving thanks. By having a heart of thanksgiving. Having an attitude of gratitude to God. If you wake up every day that ends with why and express your love and your gratitude to God, your thanks unto God, heaven hears the heart of a thankful man. 1 Chronicles 16 and verse 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. 
His love endureth forever. The Bible said give thanks to him. Why? Because he's good. I, I kind of grew up hearing it this way. God is good all the time and all the time. Yeah, all the time. God is good. And if you'll just wake up expressing thanks unto God because he is good and his love endureth forever. He is good. He is good. He is good. All of a sudden I'm finding myself seeking after God and, and, and heaven is moved with thanksgiving. Psalms chapter 100. Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people. We're the sheep of his pasture. Here it is, everybody. Verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Can everybody say the word thanksgiving? Into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. You start out seeking God by giving God thanks. Give him thanks. Second thing that you can do is stay in this word. Read the word of God. Read the word of God. Get the word of God down into your heart. Get it hidden into your heart. The Bible says in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, in the New Living Translation, study this book. Study it. Study this book. Meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you will be sure to obey it. Why is it important for obedience of the Word of God? Here's what the Scripture says. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. If you want to step up and if you want to claim your reward, you're going to wake up with a heart of thanksgiving, a mind of gratitude, an attitude, an expression of gratitude, and you're going to get into the Word of God because, ladies and gentlemen, this is the secret plan for your life to be blessed in greater measures than you've ever known before. It is the Holy Writ. It's the Word of God. It's the Word of life. Stay in the word of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, reading from the message. God, it says here that his powerful word is as sharp. The message says it's as sharp as a surgeon's scalpel. King James, you'd be familiar with it saying it's sharper than a two-edged sword. But listen to the color. Listen to the, to the color in this writing in the message it's as sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything. Cuts through doubt, cuts through defense. It lays us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. You can't read God's word and not be affected by it. You can't read God's word and not be blessed by it. He goes on to say, we can't get away from it no matter what. 2 Timothy chapter 3, every part of Scripture is God-breathed. It's useful one way or another. It shows us truth. It exposes our rebellion, corrects our mistakes, trains us to live God's way. Through the Word, we're put together. We're shaped up for the task that God has for us. 
just trying to start your year out, trying to start your year out, having a happy new you, making a resolution that you're going to seek God. You're going to seek God, not just what comes with him, not just his blessings, but you're going to seek him and you're going to do it. You're going to do it by having a heart of thanks and staying in his word. And I've preached all of that to get to this. I can't wait to share this with you. Thirdly and finally today is you need to make an effort to please God. Now remember our text. How do we please God? You please God, say the words, by faith. How do we please God? By faith. Faith is what pleases God. Faith in God. Hebrews eleven six. one more time, reading from the message here. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. Why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those that seek him. God will respond to anyone that seeks him. And his response will be by rewarding you. He will reward you. That's his response to the seeker. Pastor Tommy, you telling me you're, you're one of those seeker-friendly type pastors? You better believe I'm a seeker-friendly pastor. This is a seeker-friendly church. And I'm a seeker-friendly believer. Why? Because I just believe that if I wake up every day and I seek God, that I'm going to be rewarded. I'm going to be blessed of God. There's nothing critical or nothing negative about being seeking God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole idea here. God wants to be sought after. Somebody say amen. Matter of fact, just clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Let me give you one more scripture here. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Now we're going to please God by our faith. We're going to please God. We're going to move heaven by faith. We get God's attention by faith. Heaven says, we've got somebody believing in you. Heaven says, look here, we've got somebody believing in you. And all of heaven's attention is upon the believer. Those that will believe. But, for those that kind of got off track when I said concerning finding God by by dotting this I and crossing that T, here is where you can get back on track with me. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, complement your faith. Everyone say add to. to. Complement your faith. Last night, my, my wife and I, my girls, we stopped by uh, a family that's a part of our church, David and Sharon Law. They own some property outside of the Metroplex, and they've, they've, they've got a pretty cool little setup there. They've got a little cabin and, and a little bit of property that they love to bring their grandkids to. So we actually stopped by on our way home from being out of town, and we ate a hamburger with them. But while on their property, old city slicker Tommy learned something that has just messed with me all night long. And I can't wait to tell you about it here. We were pulling through, and we were on an ATV, and he was showing me a part of his property, and we came upon a little barn, and I saw, I saw a bunch of pieces of tractor equipment 
And I knew, I knew what I was looking for in my mind, but I just, it's not something I talk about every day. And I, and I was slipping in my mind. And, and I know for all those that own tractors and such, I know it comes easy to you, but I just don't deal with tractors much, you know. And I saw all these accessories, and, and I said, now what's the word for it when you, when you have all these different uh, little items that you get your tractor can use? And he said, implements. I said, that's what it, yes, implements. Now you got to get this in your vision today. We've got one single worked horse of a tractor. We got one unit that's powerful, that's versatile. But everything changes when that tractor connects to different implements, different devices for different reasons of production. Everything changes. At one point, we're, 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 we're digging holes with it. Another point, we're scooping up gravel with it. With one point, we're plowing a field with it. All of these different functions, but off of one single unit of power. The Bible teaches us in Ephesians that we're saved by our faith in the grace of God. Not by performance, not by works, lest any man should boast about it. He sets the record clear and very, very strong that it's only going to be faith in God that's going to let you into the, into the pearly gates of heaven. But he comes back here in 2 Peter and says, now that you've established your faith, that does not mean that you can frustrate the grace of God and live however you want to live. Just because you have your name written in the Lamb's book of life, and you've come and you've confessed him as your Lord and Savior, doesn't mean that you turn around and walk away from that back into a world of sin. God forbid, the Bible says. That's silly talk. But what you do is you take that saving faith and you add to it implements, accessories, and you build up on top of that saving faith. Here it is. Complement your basic faith. With good character. How many of you know it matters if you're going to be a child of God? It matters to represent him well with good character. Can I pastor a little while this morning? There's nothing worse than born again children of God not paying the bills. It got real quiet. Y'all just want to run and shout on he breaking chains. But you got more debt than I don't know. Should I just turn around and preach this way? <laughs> Nothing worse than a, than a child of God with the grass knee high. Mow your yard. Now, Pastor Tommy, what's that got to do with anything? It's got to do with a lot of things. When you have faith in God, complement your faith with having some good character. Because now you're representing him. You're a child of God representing him. Have good character. I remember as a, as a student pastor for years, man, we would, we would hit these restaurants with 30, 40, 50, 60 kids in these restaurants. And you could see the fear on those waitresses. And they weren't afraid of serving the food. They were afraid of having to do it for free. Because some, you ask any of these people, that I, there's people sitting in here right now that you've been in that line of work and you know Sundays is the least paid day. 
because nobody's wanting to tip. But yet, they walk in in the Sunday best. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God's good. Give me the ribeye. It's what? It's how much? And we don't tip, but God's good. Thank you, Jesus. And then we say, I wish I could have done something for you. No, you don't. You're lacking character. Now, for all of you that amen that, I'm about to get on you. Listen to what it says. It says now, it says now, compliment your faith with spiritual understanding. Have an anointing on your life. Romans 8 teaches us you can't live by the flesh. Romans 8 teaches us you can't live by your feelings. you got to live by the Spirit. Have a spiritual understanding. How many of you know your flesh will get you in trouble? Your feelings will lie. But the Holy Spirit, if you'll live by the Spirit, spiritual understanding, you ready for this? Alert discipline. Have discipline in your life. Self-control. Self-control. Talks about adding patience to your life. So take your faith, this, this workhorse of, of saving faith in God, and add to it, connect to a few things, implements that are going to complement your faith. Have self-discipline. Have patience. Reverent wonder. Oh, watch out. Now here it gets real. gets real on the first Sunday of the year. Friendliness. Anybody ever met a born-again child of God that you thought, there's no way? <laughs> Here at this church, when we go through our, our growth track and we're, and we're, we're onboarding people to, to serve in the church, man, it just don't take me long. I don't have to pray about it too long. I don't have to get all into the spirit realm too long to find out if they're going to be a greeter or not. Welcome to Growth Check. How you doing? How long is this going to take? <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Growth Check. How you doing? Coffee's cold. Good morning. How you doing? Welcome to Growth Check. We're glad you're here today. Man, it's too hot to be in here. Somebody turn the arrow. You're not a greeter. Uh, yes. Going to heaven. With a frown on your face. <laughs> Not saying you can't be saved with a frown. But man, even the Lord's going to say, what's wrong? <laughs> Look at what I've done for you. He says, take your faith. Connect to it. Friendliness. We're not done. Generous love. Generosity with your love. Each dimension fitting into and developing the others. Like a trunk of a tree with branches of character, branches of love, branches of patience, branches of, of kindness and, and friendliness. And they're all coming back to the root of faith in God. And if you will start seeking God, he will reward you and bless you. To the point that you can't even contain it. How do I seek him? I'm thankful. 
I've got a heart of thanksgiving. I stay in his word, and I'm looking for things to add to my faith. God, I'm seeking you because I'm going to start being honest. God, I'm seeking you because I'm going to start being friendly. God, I'm seeking you because I'm going to start being a good steward over my money. I'm going to start paying my bills on time. I'm going to represent you well. I'm not going to have to run from people. I'm not going to have to hide from people. I'm going to honor you by coming clean because you give me a clean slate. My faith is in you, God. I'm going to seek you and God's saying, oh, look here, heaven. We got somebody else. They're going to be honest. We look, we look here, everybody. We got somebody else. They're going to be friendly. And heaven starts rewarding those that seek him. Somebody say amen this morning. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord. Let me close today. Let me close here this morning. I have a, I have a couple friends in town that I've, they're, they're in their mid-80s. I've been eating breakfast with them for years, and and uh, one of them I just had the privilege and the honor, but the difficult time of 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 eulogizing him in his funeral, and may the Lord bless his memory. He's a good friend of mine, but the one that is still with me, his name's Jim. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, no matter what month, no matter what week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. Jim is at the dialysis center trying to stay alive. Literally just trying to live. And he tells me all the time, he says, man, you'll never believe it. All the best invitations come my way that are on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. He said, nobody wants to do anything on Mondays. Nobody ever cares about Sundays. Everybody says, my, grand, my, my grandkids' games are on Tuesdays. My daughter wants to take me to lunch on Thursdays. My son, he wants to hang out on Saturdays. And he says, I never can allow my desire for that to take priority over my treatments to stay alive. It might be strange to some, but this is the seriousness of seeking God. If you're wanting your 2018 to be productive, life-giving, if you're wanting your 2018 to be well and healthy and blessed, there's a few things that you have to make a necessity that you don't compromise on the schedule that you don't compromise on the priority, that you don't compromise on the seriousness of. Because here's what I know and this is what you know. This year's just starting and we're already busy. Some of you are already filling up your calendars. I'm looking at weddings already in August and weddings in September and, and I'm already thinking y'all better shut it down for hunting season, I'm telling you. <laughs> Dustin's gonna have a whole bunch of weddings in October, November, and December, man. Sorry, you had, you had plenty of time. We could have done it. We could have done it. But you just had to postpone to hunting season. I ain't going to do it. Y'all know I'm kidding. It's just bow season, really. But still, <laughs> here's, here's, here's the deal. You're going to get so busy, man. Kids are going to be in band. Kids are going to be in soccer. Kids are going to be in volleyball. Husband's going husband's gonna to be working overtime. Wife is going to be having to having work and, and everybody's going to be scattered. Everybody's going to be busy. And this is the real life 
challenge. Seeking God will no longer be first. I know where you are now because it's the first Sunday of the year. Because some of you last week said, we're starting, we're starting. Sunday's coming. We're going to start it. We're going to go to church. We're going to be in the house of the Lord. And y'all are the ones already going. Y'all remember years ago, AT&T came out with that Fab Five. Years ago, before all this unlimited stuff, you could designate five of your contacts for unlimited calling. I always was wondering. I, I don't know if I was ever in anybody's Fab Five. I, I don't even think my mama had me in her Fab Five. I know Denora didn't because every time I call, can't talk. I don't think I ever made it to anybody's favorite five people. Hey, y'all, God's not interested in being in your fave five. He's not looking for second, third, fourth, fifth. He has one place. Seek first. And I want you to start this year out right now committing that you're going to be thankful this year. That you're going to stay in the Word of God this year. And that you're going to look for things to add to your faith. You're going to stretch a little bit. You're going to pray more than you've prayed. You're going to, you're going to commit to tithing like you've never done before. You're going to commit to church attendance. like you've, You know, sometimes it's just if we can make it, we make it. Why don't you start today saying, I'm going to add to my faith, my spiritual faith, family, and community. Some of you have not been in a small group. This is the year I need you to, co- to connect in small group. For all of you that are leading a small group this semester, today's your deadline. Get your group submitted. Get your, get, your, get your group submitted today. Where when the first week of February comes, we're full throttle. We want to publish all of our groups for February and get you into those 10 weeks of semester. Are you, are you following what I'm saying, guys? The reward's already there. You just need to step up and claim it. And you claim it by seeking God. Stand with me today. Let me pray over you this morning. May the Lord bless you and keep you for being here. Happy New You. You're going to change some things. Doesn't this sound a lot better than eating kale? Huh? Doesn't this sound a lot better than, than no fried foods? Now, see, I'm already getting all them camp gladiators. They're rising up. I was with him until he started touching that. Man, y'all better pipe down. It's people like me to keep y'all in business. Don't get me too skinny. I'll, you know, anyway, here we go. I just better pray right now. Hey, everybody, receive this word. Father, so many things are pulling on us to start a new year. We're going to save more money. We're going to exercise. We're going to eat right. All of this is good stuff. But, Father, nothing compares to the health of our spirit life. Nothing is as important. If I'm spiritually unhealthy, it doesn't matter what else is working for me because it's not working at all. I've got to get right spiritually, healthy spiritually. So, Father, I'm going to wake up every day that ends with why in 2018 seeking you. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be the most thankful man on the planet. Everywhere I look, I'm going to give you thanks. I'm going to brag on your goodness. 
I'm going to give you glory and honor. I'm going to say thank you. Every day I can, God, I'm going to get more word in my spirit, the word of God. I'm going to learn that word. Now I'm going to be a doer, not just a hearer. I'm going to be a doer of the word. I'm going to do the word. I'm going to work the word of God into my life. And I'm also, God, I'm going to look for different things that I can complement my faith with. I'm going to love other people. I'm going to give. I'm going to give more than I've ever given. I'm going to serve more than I've ever served. I'm looking for ways to complement my faith. Make my faith strong this year. Because it's a happy new me. It's a happy new Calvary. I pray this in Jesus' name. And that everybody said a big amen. Amen. All right, everybody. We're going to start things out. We're going to start things out this way, okay? You need to take somebody and feed them lunch today. Feed them real good. Feed them blessings.